In this presentation, we will discuss how to figure the lifetime learning credit. This information can be found in Publication 970. Figuring the credit. The amount of the lifetime learning credit is 20% of the first 10,000 of qualified education expenses you paid for all eligible students. The maximum amount of the credit of the lifetime learning credit you can claim for 2018 is 2,000, which of course would be calculated as the maximum of 10,000 times the 20% giving the 2,000. However, that amount may be reduced based on your modified adjusted gross income. Basically, income levels uh, as they increase could decrease the amount of the credit as well if they go past a certain point. So notice, as we figure the credit, also realize that the lifetime learning and the American Opportunity Credit are kind of together in that when we figure the lifetime learning credit, we would want to first consider whether we qualify for the American Opportunity Credit because it would typically be a bigger credit. If we do not, then uh, then we typically would then go to the lifetime learning credit and then the qualified for the lifetime learning credit, the actual calculation of it's pretty straightforward, meaning the maximum is going to be 2000 and we can have up to 10,000 of qualified education expenses. So if our education expenses are 10,000 or more, they would cap out at the 10,000 and that's how we would get to the maximum credit, 10,000 times 20% or the 2000 maximum. Anything under the 10,000, of course, then they, we would get basically the 20% of whatever amount that we had. So for example, if we only had 8,000 of the expenses times 20%, we would have the 1,600 uh, for, for the credit amount that we could calculate if we meet everything else and don't have a modified adjusted gross income limitation. So let's keep figuring on and we'll take a look at some examples. Example, Bruce and Tani Harper are married and file a joint return. For 2018, the modified adjusted gross income is $75,000. Tani is attending a local college and eligible educational institution. So it's eligible, educational, and okay for the credit. Back to the text. To learn credits towards a degree in nursing. She already has a bachelor's degree in history and wants to become a nurse. In August 2018, Tani paid 5000 of qualified education expenses for her fall 2018 semester. Bruce and Tani can claim the 1,020% times the 500 lifetime learning credit on their 2018 joint return. So she's going for the nursing degree and notice she already has her bachelor's degree. So what that indicates is that she's not going to be taking the American Opportunity Credit because she's already got the bachelor's degree and completed the four years of uh, college, uh, freshman through senior year, and therefore would typically be taking a lifetime learning because it wouldn't qualify for the American Opportunity Credit. So if we take a look at a similar example on our test 1040, we have the test 1040, we have a married couple on the test 1040, we're going to say that the income is 75,000. Now we're not hitting the cap there or the modified cap because we're married filing joint. So we should still be good there. In other words, the amount of the credit shouldn't phase out due to the AGI or income limitation. So we have the 75,000 in the adjusted gross income, 24,000 of the standard deduction given by the standard deduction tables for married filing joint for the taxable income, 51,000 tax then being calculated by the system, 5,742. And there is our 1,000, the 1,000 for the credit, which is gonna be the lifetime learning credit. We could see that credit on uh, Schedule 3. So here's Schedule 3, line 50, Education Credits, Form 8863. If we go to Form 8863, we could see first page 2. I'll go, obviously, 
the, the let's go back to page one the form is called 8863 education credits american opportunity credit and the lifetime learning credits so we would be checking both of them at the same time we here concentrating on the lifetime learning the second the less beneficial typically of the two so if we go to page two then we'll see kind of the questionnaire typically that you'll see and uh, we'll go through the questions to see if we qualify and in this case we're going to say that uh, 23 says has the hope scholarship credit or american opportunity credit been claimed for this student for any four tax years before 2018 i'm going to say yes on that item which will basically say okay you don't qualify for the american opportunity just as an example of an item that would disqualify for the american opportunity but then would qualify or, or possibly not disqualify for the lifetime learning so in that case because of that item in the questionnaire it's not filling out the american opportunity credit but the lifetime learning credit we're applying 5000 to it because the 5000 is the amount that was paid for the qualified expenses that 5000 then is going to be calculated on page one not on part one because that's the refundable part of the american opportunity credit and we then are, are not going there. We're going to go down to the non-refundable education credits. So the non-refundable education credits, I'm going to get rid of the check marks and we'll recheck them. So we have the 5,000 brought up top. And then we're going to enter the smaller of, of line 10 or 10,000 because 10,000 is going to be the cap. So obviously 5,000 is less than the 10,000. If this was greater than uh, 10,000, then we would have to cap it at the 10,000. And then we're just going to take that line 11 multiply it times 20 percent there's our 20 percent so there's the 1000. now the rest of this is just calculating whether or not we have an income limitation cap modified agi we don't if we go through this we say okay uh enter 134,000 if married filing joint or 67,000 single 134 then that would be the the uh in modified agi limitations so and then lines 14 says enter the amount from uh form 1040 line 7 that's our income the adjusted gross income 75,000 and then line 15 subtract 14 uh, from 13 giving us 134,000 minus 75,000 or 59,000 and then line 16 says enter 20,000 if married filing joint 10,000 is single we're going to have 20 and then line 17 says if line 15 is equal to or more than line 16 enter one which is like a hundred percent so that's so because we don't have our limitation this is going to be one and then we're just going to take our 1000 that we calculated times one and that's going to give us the 1000 of our credit so multiply line 12 times 17 uh enter here and on line one and then line and 19 says non-refundable education credit enter the amount from line seven of the credit on the limited on the limit worksheet instructions here on schedule uh, three so now we're going to take it to schedule three and 1040 line 50. so this amount then of course as we saw goes to schedule three there it is in schedule three it's going to go to the 1040 and we'll see it on line 12. so here it is on line 12 in the 1040. now if we just adjust this a little bit if, if i go back in here and we say all right well what would happen if we had more than 10,000? if we had um 12, of expenses that qualify for education expenses we go to our calculation then it's going to say 12,000 but it capped it at 10,000 and so we max out at uh, 2,000 the maximum credit we can have of course that amount then would go to 
the uh, the schedule three, which would then flow through to line 12 here. Now, of course, if we just put 10,000, 10,000, then we have the same calculation because it's capped at that 10,000. So it's capped there. If we had something under, you know, if we had something greatly over the 10,000, it's still just going to cap at, at that 10,000. So if we had 20,000, we'd say, all right, well, 20,000, it's still capped at 10,000. And so that's where it stops. That's why that that's going to be one of the caps for the education expenses that would help us to qualify. If it was anything under that, then of course, say it was 8,000 and we go back to the form, then it's a pretty straightforward calculation. It's going to be the 8,000 times 20%. 1,600. So obviously, if it was 7,000, we have a similar calculation, which would, it would take the 7,000 times 20% or the 1,400. So it's pretty straightforward calculation uh, until we, so remember the, the bottom line is that first we want to see if we qualify for the American Opportunity Credit, and then we go to the lifetime learning, and then the calculation is pretty straightforward. It's going to be 20% of the qualified expenses up to the $10,000 amount. And then you've got to watch out if there's any kind of uh, limitations for the AGI income limitations as well. Let's go back to the text. Form uh, 1098T. To help you figure your lifetime learning credit, the student may receive Form 1098T. Now, generally, we would. Typically, we would get a 1099T, hopefully. And that will help us greatly to fill out our form. Back to the text. Generally, an eligible education institution, such as a college or university, must send Form 10918 or acceptable substitute to each enrolled student by January 31st, 2019. So you should receive that. That's, of course, the January following the tax year. If you don't get it within the first month, then you, you might want to contact the institution. They should have it out. Most institutions are very good at this because they want to be within compliance. Back to the text. An institution will report payments received, Box 1, for qualified education expenses. However, the amount on Form 1098-T might be different from what you paid. When figuring the credit, use only the amounts you paid or are deemed to have paid in 2018 for qualified education expenses. So generally, hopefully, the amount on Form 1098-T is the amount that we use, but it may be the case in some cases where it may not, and then you'd have to put a difference. Remember, from a logistic standpoint, when you give it to the IRS, the IRS has a, has a copy of this 1098T because the institution gave them a copy too. And so if you put something other than the amount on the 1098T, the system at the IRS may kind of just say, hey, there's something different here, which could cause a letter or something kind of like that on it. It may be completely justified that there's something different there. But of course, if there is something different from the 1098T to what is being reported, you want to make sure you record that, write that down so that you can, in, in the case of a letter that comes later on, some down, down the line, that you have the documentation, you can recall that, remember that, and provide whatever is needed for it in the case of any kind of questions. Back to the text. In addition, Form 1098-T should give the other information for that institution, such as adjustments made for prior years, the amount of scholarship or grants, reimbursements for refunds, and whether the student was enrolled at least half-time or was a graduate student. So notice all the relevant information we're going we're to have here. So hopefully, if there's any scholarships or grants, they report that on the 1098-T. So we would just take the amount of uh, expenses that qualify, and then we'd probably have to subtract out the scholarship or grants uh, from them because there's no non-taxable amounts. 
and then reimbursements should be included as well as well as the half time and full time which might be necessary for qualification requirements as well all that information should be there because of course the irs the government has more leverage over the institution and tries to force the institution <laughs> to make sure to, to report this stuff properly to both them and the student back to the text the eligible educational institution may ask for a completed form w9s or similar statement to obtain the student's name address and taxpayer identification now, obviously the school is going to need all this information they probably have it you probably signed your life away when you joined when you started going to school there in any case and they have all that information but if they don't for whatever reason and of course if you move or some other problem happens some, something happens like that then they're going to need that information to fill out the the 1098t so that you can take that and help out to it'll help you to fill out the taxes so if you move or something like that you got to make sure the school has the address and everything to get you the documentation they may provide it also electronically or at least you might be able to request it electronically uh, as well